0: Goes by the student in both Nerdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, my friends. It is Monday. Welcome to the Monday edition of Bo Nerdly's Rush Hour here on WABC. If you would like to be part of the program today, eight hundred. Uh, 848-WABC is the number to reach us. 800-848-9222. Plenty to discuss today. And plenty for you to weigh in on. Over the weekend, of course, Donald Trump won the South Carolina primary. A story today... One of the, uh, one of the, uh, mass media mainstream publications. I think it's New York Times. It could be. Well, anyway, Donald Trump won South Carolina. I don't think this is the Times. Uh, Donald Trump won South Carolina Republicans as the candidate who voters believe can win in November, who can keep the country safe and who will stand up and fight for them as president. He cruised to victory. In South Carolina, even in her home state of South Carolina, where she was once governor, Nikki Haley appeared to have have little chance against Trump. Just over half of GOP voters had a favorable view of her, whereas two-thirds had a positive view of Donald Trump. Now, this is, to me, where the rub is, if you're Nikki About 6 in 10, 60% of South Carolina voters consider themselves supporters of the Make America Great Again movement. 60% of voters in South Carolina are MAGA people. About 9 in 10 Trump voters said they were driven by their support of him, not by any objections to Nikki Haley. And now no we don't kidnap kidding, we just support Donald Trump. Now, Haley's voters were more divided. Half of them were motivated by supporting her. Nearly as many were Trump haters. So half of the people that voted for Haley did so because they supported her. The other half did it because they wanted to place a vote against Donald Trump. One of the other things... Trump voters also backed his more nationalist views. They are more likely than Haley supporters to have lukewarm views of NATO, even consider it bad for the United States to say immigrants are hurting the country and to say that immigration is the top issue facing the country. It's not immigrants, and I promise you that. This is press. This is press bias right here. They characterize these people as saying immigrants are hurting the country. Immigration, no. If you ask these people a question, are legal immigrants hurting the country, I bet you the result would be different. If you ask them, are illegal immigrants hurting the country, then you get a different answer. Story goes on to say that Donald Trump has an iron grip on the Republican base, but that might not be enough of a coalition to guarantee a win in November. Mm, yeah, well, I'll take our chances here. Uh, next story up, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley said Sunday night that Michigan had once been a beacon for Republicans before the gains fell apart after Donald Trump won. So she's blaming what's happening in detroit on donald trump she interviewed by the way mid michigan primary i believe is tomorrow super tuesday is a week from tomorrow in an interview with the detroit news haley says trump who she now challenging she's now challenging for the republican presidential nomination had left the michigan gop completely divided Republicans will continue to lose under Trump because he talks about things that split our party instead of bringing our party together. You are talking about a thing that is splitting our party, Nikki. And that is this this anti-Trump thing that you have. We'll see how that plays out. Now, she blames Donald Trump for Michigan. Story, New York Times today. or is this the washington post i didn't put the i usually put which one which when i print it up which paper it is this could be new york times it doesn't matter they're pretty much the same crap the war in this is new york times the war in gaza turned this longtime michigan democrat against biden she knows the stakes she loathes donald trump but Terry Awal says she won't back President Biden in November. Reporting for this story includes interviews with dozens of Arab American voters in and around Detroit, Detroit. And they go on. Tucked down in Terry Awal's basement is her personal wall of fame. Here she is at the Obama White House Christmas party. Here's a framed thank you note from Presidente Bill Clinton. No cigar. Uh, There she is grinning alongside Jennifer Granholm, the former governor of Michigan. President Biden says Ms. Awa will not, will not yet appear on her wall. After a lifetime of work in democratic politics, running local campaigns, asking strangers for money, begging acquaintances to vote for candidates, she is now campaigning against the Democrat in the White House. I thought it was Trump that destroyed Michigan, uh, Nikki. Looks like Joe Biden's got his own problems in Michigan, eh? A Palestinian American who emigrated from the West Bank more than 50 years ago, Ms. Awal is furious over the president's alliance with Israel in this war against Hamas that has killed tens of thousands of Palestinians in Gaza. Yeah, this is New York Times. She does not even have a better candidate in mind, but she vows there is nothing, nothing, yet, that Mr. Biden can do to get her back now. You want my vote? You cannot kill people in my name. As simple as that. She said in her dining room table, that's in farmington hills a detroit suburb my friends from there yeah yeah yep. farmington hills very nice yeah. yeah she's a little mad this woman she says everything israel wants they get so she's vowing to punish punish joe biden donald trump moving on to other news this is from fox news Donald Trump blames Joe Biden's border invasion for Lakin Riley's murder, vows the largest deportation operation ever if elected. Former President Donald Trump blasted Democrat border security and law enforcement policies for the murder of Georgia student Lakin Riley at the hands of an illegal immigrant. Now, what did we learn over the weekend? We learned that New York had arrested this Illegal alien from Venezuela. And what did New York do with him? Why? What does New York do with criminals? They let him go. Oh, you're a criminal. Child, child endangerment used to be child endangerment was a big deal. But what did New York do with him? What did the progressives, what did the Democrats in New York do with this illegal immigrant who was arrested for child endangerment? What is the Democrat Party policy toward criminals? Let the Democrats say of the criminals, let my people go. That's what they say. Of the, that's what their message is. If you are a criminal, Democrats say, let my people go. Let the criminals go. And so this illegal immigrant arrested in New York was allowed to go free. And what does he end up doing? Murdering a young girl in Georgia will any of the Democrats in New York City responsible for the policies that allow this illegal immigrant to walk, will they ever be held to account? No. No. In fact, they're quite proud of themselves. They're progressive. No consequences. They will not ever even stop to attach any consequences to the policy, to themselves for what they are wreaking upon America. Nope, they walk around and double down on it. Yep, we want the criminals to go. We want the criminals to walk. You see, it's racist. It's terrible to keep criminals behind bars. They can't afford the bail. They can't afford it. Let them out. Let the criminals go. Let my people, the criminals go. That is the motto of the Democrat Party. Let the criminals walk. Well, thank goodness... It's not that way everywhere. University of Georgia Police Department took Jose Antonio Ibarra into custody, charged him with malice murder, felony murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, kidnapping, hindering a 911 call, and concealing the death of another. One can only hope that these are capital charges. Donald Trump says crooked Joe Biden's border invasion is destroying our country and killing our citizens. The horrible murder of a 22-year-old Lakin Riley at the University of Georgia should have never happened, and that is absolutely right. The monster who took her life illegally entered our country in 2022 under Joe Biden and then was released again by radical Democrats in New York after he injured a child. Donald Trump then says, when I'm your president, we will immediately seal the border, stop the invasion, and day one, we will begin the largest deportation operation of illegal criminals in American history. May God bless Lincoln Riley and her family. Our prayers are with you. That is what he said. Huh. Donald Trump has appealed the $454 million fraud ruling against him from this kangaroo court. Judge Arthur Egeron's decision earlier this month marked a stunning legal and financial blow. I read a news story today that there's, uh, there's a deal that is in the works, perhaps, with Donald Trump's social media company, Truth Social. And that deal could be worth quite a bit of change and maybe, just maybe, mitigate. Because, you know, he's got to come up with the bond for this. That's another story. This story is from the Amazon Prime Washington Post. Clock is ticking for Trump to post bonds worth a half billion dollars, experts say, a cash crunch. In coming weeks, could thrust the former president's businesses into greater uncertainty than it has seen in decades. And that's what they want. They want to destroy his businesses. They want to destroy him. That is exactly the point of all of this. Here's a, a, a nice little laughable story today from the dailybs.com Intel community conveniently concerned about being politicized by Trump. As 2024 election looms report, the intelligence community is warning that key agencies may be politicized under a second Trump administration as the 2024 election approaches. After it tried to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop story, pushed a now-debunked dossier about the, the former president, Politico reported all this, so now you have the intelligence community one of the most politicized communities of all. They're the ones behind that phony Russia collusion. They are, in part, let's not forget the role of Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party, and we never got to who ordered all this stuff. May have come from the very top of the Obama administration. We don't know. The press isn't curious, has never been curious, and there's never been the kind of full investigation into this. But we do know that the intelligence community was compromised. And now the very compromised intelligence community compromised to the hilt is now warning people oh no if Trump gets in he may politicize the agencies (laughs) laughable laughable 800-848-WABC if you want to weigh in on any of that Nineteen sixty six. You call love what confess. You've been a mess where you shouldn't have been a messin'. this went number one else is all your best. Nancy Sinatra these boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. Rush? It's the rush hour with Bo nerdley on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 2011. It was announced that this particular song was still the most played song. at United States of America sporting event. It's this one in Seven Nation Army. Yeah, right? BMI did this. This wasn't some poll by the Brits. The most played song at American sporting events is a bunch of Brits. I mean, it's a, it's an it's it's an amazing beat to stomp and clap to. You got to admit. Yeah, you know what they used to play? What? That song by Gary Glitter. Until Gary Glitter. Oh, come on. You don't know the song by Gary Glitter? Uh, if you sing me the melody, maybe. I-, I can't sing. Yes, you can, though. And besides, there's other music going on. It's distracting. I, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> no. No. Tom knows what Tom knows which one Gary Glitter is. And then all on, of a sudden you, Diego, come on, you don't know this man, you, you can't get away with that. This used to be the sports song. Oh, this one, of course. Oh, I know this, this one, one. Yeah. one. And then all of a sudden, you know what happened to this one, right? No. Oh, uh wait. Was yeah, it the Joker? It. It, was, it was using the no. Joker, right? No, that wasn't it. What happened? Turns out that Gary Glitter had a little problem. What was the problem? Children. Ooh, oh no, oh, oh no, oh, oh no. Over Overseas. Oh, no, 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 no. Fading it back to We Will Rock You for that. <laughs> and that's exactly what people did. There you go. <laughs> it's like, uh, n- no. Not singing to Gary Glitter anymore. Rather deal with Queen and the Brits. Gotta admit, it sounds great. Thank you. I would like to congratulate uh, Princess Diana. And her cadre of women, her ladies in waiting, including Lady Benedict and the others. I'd like to congratulate you all. Well done, Princess Di. Well done, honey. Michelle Obama headline, newsweek.com. Michelle Obama. And that would include America's small caffeinated mom, who recently joined the cadre of ladies-in-waiting with Princess Diana. Michelle Obama emerges as CPAC, poll winner. Now, CPAC is a conservative conservative. It's conservatives. The conservative political action conference. That's CPAC. Nothing about no liberal, nothing about no Democrat, nothing. It's conservative political action conference. And what happens at the political action conference with conservatives this weekend? What happens? Michelle Obama wins a straw poll. Michelle Obama wins something. Conservatives believe that former First Lady Michelle Obama will end up being the Democrat presidential nominee instead of Joe Biden, according to a new straw poll taken at CPAC. This is unbelievable. And then that was followed up by a McLaughlin Associates poll from Wednesday to Saturday. 47 percent, almost half of those questions said they believe Michelle Obama will be the nominee. So you have the conservatives electing Michelle Obama in a straw poll, followed up by a poll, a McLaughlin and Associates poll, almost a majority, 47%, believe it's going to be Michelle Obama. Good work, Princess Di. Good work. I'm still on your side, Bo. Thank you. This is, you know, this is starting to become a gender split here. Princess Di has uh, has encouraged these women, these 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 ladies in waiting, this cadre that include Lady Benedict, America's small caffeinated mom, and others. Well, you know, Princess Diana is right, and they and they taunt me. During, my, during the show, live, they don't even wait till it's over. They taunt me in real time whenever I talk about this. I can't wait to see how, 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 how Diana's gonna spend the money that you have to get. All kind of taunts. That's okay. Good work. Keep convincing of you. You keep convincing these people. They're gonna be a lot of shocked people. Alright. Gavin Newsom. I prefer to call him GASM. He's one of the few. I I try not to do name calling, but I cannot help it when it's Gavin Newsom. I just can't help my friendly name for him, and I don't mean anything mean by it, is GASM. Because a lot of Democrats get a GASM when you start talking about GASM Newsom. They think GASM. Some of these Democrats think GASM is going to be the nominee. (laughs) That ain't going to happen. Uh, conservative activists, and I love this, that there are still some conservative activists in California at all. Conservative activists are launching another attempt to recall California Governor Gavin Newsom. Anger over the huge state budget deficit. And they say that the top White House surrogate must be stopped must be stopped before he can make a presidential run of his own. Apparently, they didn't get the word out there in California that it's not that Gassam doesn't have a chance, that Princess Die and her lady-in-waiting have declared that it's going to be Ms. Obama. Somebody please give them the news. But in the meantime, go ahead and, and, and try to recall Gassam Newsom again. Oh, man. You know, we have a lot of music history today. expectations. Everybody's watching you. The people you meet, they all seem to know you. Even your old friends treat you like you're something new. 1977, the Eggles go to number one with this one on WABC. Your calls are coming up. Wow, what a group. One of these days, I want to hear my favorite, not today. I want to hear my favorite Eggles song. Which is? Desperado. Oh, of course, of course. It's even uh, more impressive considering they hated each other so, so much at one point. Right. They got into a screaming match one time right before they broke up the first time. Right before they got on stage, they they each told each other to, you know, that they hated each other. And they, they did the show and then they broke up. But they did the show. But they did the show. <laughs> 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us. 800-848-9222. Love to hear what you have to say about some of this. We'll be taking a few calls when we get back. There's other news out here, but I want to hear from you, too. 800-848-WABC. Stay with us here. Bo earlys Rush Hour, the Monday edition. There's so shower is on the air attention ditto heads attention bow scouts Rush. on the red apple podcast network heavenly heavenly birthday but that's domino antoine domino singer pianist band leader songwriter born in 1928 Happy birthday facts, a domino for WABC Talk Radio seventy seven. Um I love this guy. Um, I want you younger men in the in this audience, all of you. All of you younger men, I need you to pay attention. All of you. Seriously, all of you. This is serious business. TJ, Tom, now Tom, you're You're going to have to just hold on to this information in your head. You're the youngest in the crew, not going to hit you for some years. TJ is going to get hit with this first, then Diego, and then you. I promise you this is serious business. And every you older guys will breathe a sigh of relief. You have already escaped what could happen and what is going to happen to younger men. This is serious business. Serious, I'm not joking, don't take this lightly, trust me, this will have major impact on your life, and it can be not good. Washington Post, it's an advice column, but it's written by a medical doctor, she asks the question and then answers it. Here is the question, is menopause... Getting worse? Answer, scientists say it is. Question, my parents' generation didn't seem to think menopause was a big deal, but my friends and I agree that the hot flashes and night sweats are incredibly uncomfortable. Is menopause getting worse? Answer, how we frame menopause has certainly changed culturally, but something also appears to be shifting biologically, particularly in terms of hot flashes and night sweats. And then she goes on and on with the data and on and on with the stuff. Bottom line is this. Women are suffering more with menopause. They're getting hit with these hot flashes daily, daily hot flashes compared with 24% of women from prior generations over 35% of women now are getting hit with hot flashes every single day and other symptoms. And so why do I tell you guys that this is going to cause? This, you will see when you get older, this is one of the worst things you will ever experience in your life, ever. It even, I remember asking my dad, dad, what's wrong with mom? And then you get that, look, son, I need to explain this to you. And you need to understand, and do not, whatever you do, do not antagonize your mother or say anything to her about this. And then comes the thing. You guys will one day be in relationships, and some of you already are. And you're in that stage now. You don't have to worry about this now, another 10, 15, 20 years. But your day is coming. And all of a sudden, that woman that you know, that woman that you love, is going to turn into a being that you do not recognize. And it will happen all of a sudden. And then she'll turn back and be nice again and be wonderful. You'll be like, what the hell just happened here? What's what's happening here? And then the next minute, she's at it again. And you're saying, baby, What the problem is, what the problem is, baby, and she's like a monster. No, it's worse than PMS ever would. PMS is nothing compared to this. Yeah, you laugh now. You 12 times, you have no clue. See, this is young. This is the youth laughing. This is the youth laughing because you have no idea what this is about. And let me tell you. Mark, I'm, I'm just going to give you some advice. Do not get mad at her. The more she goes on that journey that they go on through menopause, the only, the best solution for you, total love, total support. Take your wounds. Don't react to it. It's not personal. Just love affection, and when they need to be left alone, do it lovingly. Remember this advice by then you guys will be, and I'll be in heaven somewhere, hopefully. But remember what I'm telling you, it's getting worse. And I know what it was already. If it's worse than that, Uh you guys are really in for it. That's my warning for you. Spread it around to your friends. This is real, okay. let's head to the telephone show. <laughs> Sandra in New Jersey, you're up oh Lord, I uh, Sandra in New Jersey, you're up first. Hi, Sandra. How are you? Oh, you haven't been laughing. These topics that you picked. are so funny, but um, I was thinking about Saturday night and Donald Trump winning. I was so happy, of course. But I I, I have to say, I thought we were going to get a bloodbath. I didn't see that. So Nikki Haley did accumulate some votes. So my concern is the people that voted for her, I don't think they're going to ever go to Trump. So in the general election, what's going to happen? Do you think this is going to hurt him? That's really what I'm worried about. Well, there's going to be some, look, I'm not going to lie. There is a never never Trump movement that has got to, be dealt with, but that doesn't mean that Donald Trump can't deal with that by also attracting new people into his orbit, people that haven't paid attention to the political process and a lot of independence. Now keep in mind that what you saw with Nikki Haley was not just Republican votes. There are a lot of, there are some don't know the numbers, some Democrats that voted for Nikki Haley. Certainly Democrats have been funding her and there are some independents who are in the Trump hate camp now look he won with almost 60% of the vote it's that's a beatdown and it's her home state keep that in mind i think she won two counties in the entire state it was a horrific beatdown given that she was governor of the state and supposed to have her own political machinery at work in that mistake that she in that state that she could call upon to help get votes out This was a political beatdown that was a humiliation, and it was a total humiliation. He eviscerated her in her home state. So it was a total beatdown, Sandra. That should make you feel a little bit better. I feel a lot better. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Let us go to a gym on the Upper East Side. How are you, Jim? Yes, sir. Bo, I'd like to ask you one question about the Ukraine, the the sanctions that uh Biden put on them. Is Biden still buying oil from Russia? Huh. You know who listen, you know who you need to talk to about this, and I'm not kidding. John Katz has the very best, best, most knowledgeable take on the world oil situation than anybody that you could talk to, including how we are funding Russia and funding Russia's war machine with the prices of oil the way they are now. So I am going to defer and say that I'm going to get John Katsomichidis as a guest and let him answer that question because he can answer it in more detail and with more knowledge than I ever could. But, we are supporting, Russia is benefiting from us and these oil prices, and that is a direct result of Joe Biden. So we're getting hit both ways. We're sending money to Ukraine, but we're also propping up Russia at the same time. Not good for the American economy. George in Maui, New Jersey, you're up next. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Mr. Goldman. I'm glad to talk to an honor. of I was just uh, talking about as much as I love Desperado, Hotel California, and the Eagles overall, my opinion the best song that they ever did was uh, The Last Resort at the end of uh <laughs> that's, that's all.
1: The Last Resort. There?
0: I'm here listening. The Last Resort is the best one. Now, that one we're going to have to dig out. I don't even think we have that in our library. Let's. We'll see. But, man, what a great, what a great suggestion. So we'll dig it out. We'll listen to it. George, I thank you for responding and thank you for calling. Appreciate it. That was Steve, actually, I think, unless we got two people that wanted to talk about the last resort. Anyway, let's go and talk with Debbie in Staten Island. Debbie, welcome. you on WABC. Hi, Bo. I'm, I have a little cause for concern why Nikki Haley is not conceding. Is she st- still being funded? Her campaign is this another Biden in the basement election? Why would anybody fund her or contribute to her when she's a losing proposition? I don't understand it. Well, today, one ask- of her biggest in the last twenty four hours, one of her biggest donors has pulled out. She was being funded by the uh, the uh, a political action group funded by uh, by Coke and. They said, "No more. We're done. We're not supporting anymore." Now, there are one or two donors that big donors that have expressed that they're going to stick with her as she sticks in as she hangs in there, and that's simply because they're part of what They're part of the never Trumpers. And so the never Trumpers want to see her continue. Now, keep in mind what Gazim Newsom said she is the best surrogate for for Joe Biden at this point in the race. She's doing the work of Democrats. So that ought to tell you where this support is coming from, the never-Trumpers and from people that actually support Joe Biden. Why she's doing this, somebody's going to have to ask Nikki. She says she's doing it because people need a voice and the, 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 the never-Trumpers need a voice. That's her reasoning. Doesn't make sense to me, but that's her reasoning. Heavenly birthday today for Johnny Cash. U.S. country singer songwriter, one of the most influential musicians of the 20th century. And it makes a fiery ring. Time for us to check in with Lou Dobbs. More of your telephone calls coming Bound as we continue. Bo release, Monday Edition, Rush Hour. I fell into a ring of fire. I fell into. To a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snirly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snardley Rush All right On this day, 1983, the album Thriller goes to number one, the most successful album of all time, 65 million copies of this album sold. And of course, you will remember that this one also brought us the moonwalk at Motown's 25th anniversary. Music was and never of course, the same after that. After this changed the whole game. And of course, there was, and music videos never the same. Number one on the album charts on this day, 1983. Michael Jackson's thriller most successful album of all time oh the Epstein song oh I'm sorry did I did I say that aloud and my favorite yeah that was a pretty young thing. And then this one, one of the Pukawa brothers wrote this with Michael uh, Jackson. The night, uh, sweet shake my window, sweet seducing sighs. Sweet seducing sighs. It was years before I could actually decipher these lyrics. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, presents Rapid Phones. We begin with Margie in Long Island. Margie, you're on WABC Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. How are you? Hi, I'm fine, but I love you. I love all the music that you play. I'm an old soul, but a young person. Well, not really, but I'll just say that. Um, I want to say, am I right in thinking that I believe Nikki Haley is staying in the race because she still believes that that Trump can be disqualified and that she'll be the one still in there hanging in. I'm not a a Nikki Haley. I'm a Trump. I definitely want Trump up there, but I don't know. I'm just worried. Look, look, that makes sense. That makes about as much sense as anything else. But here's the thing. Even if Donald Trump runs into these legal difficulties, there is nothing that would prevent him from staying in the race. In fact, there was a funny article about a year ago. That written by some leftists that dream the, the worst-case scenario for liberals, which is Trump is incarcerated at Fort Leavenworth. And on Inauguration Day, Secret Service is there. They get him out of the orange jumpsuit, put a suit on, fly him up to D.C. No, no, he takes the, the oath of office in Leavenworth, then walks out of the jail, flies up to D.C. to govern nothing would prevent Trump, none of these difficulties, from hanging in the race and winning it. So I don't know why Nikki is hanging in there. Jerry, you're up next. Hi, Bo. I think there's a huge problem. I think that's the perfect foil, just like the pandemic was, for the excuse. If they decide to cheat, like, and I'm worried about Atlanta, Philadelphia, Detroit, and Maricopa County in Arizona. We don't have the AGs on our in our side in those states. We don't even have the governors, not even in Georgia, on our side. So we didn't get our governors. We didn't get our AGs. We're in a very bad position. And they have no morals. You see how they tried to remove Trump a couple times, and we see the law yep. fair going on? So Let we- me tell you what we do have. We have people like you. And this election is going to require in 2024 people Republicans, conservatives, whatever you are, even if you just believe in fair elections, to go to the polls, volunteer, become poll watchers. Do not be intimidated by any of the tactics that the left use. When they tell you, oh, water main break, you stay there. We got to go. Time is uh, running out rapidly. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we are back tomorrow, Michigan Primary Day, for Tuesday edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour. Until then, my friends, bye.